see for 10 minutes, something's in my mind this morning, I just want to bring it to you, okay? There's a scripture that's running around my brain, maybe is for somebody, for some certain thing, I don't know. I want you to turn to Psalm 121. I woke up with it, it's been around my, in my thoughts, and I wasn't going to bring anything. I was just going to let Denise do that, and she was very short, so <laughs> I should have knew better. And, but you were good, Denise, and we appreciate it, thank you. Wonderful pictures, and just to see all those wee faces, sure, it's fantastic. This is for someone, I know it is. Psalm 121. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil, and he shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Let's just pray a moment. Father, Thank you for the report we have had of the missionary field. I thought, Father, we thank you for your word to our hearts. We thank you, Lord, that you're our keeper, that you're our strength. And Lord, you even lay things in store for your people. So we pray, Lord, that you would just, for the next few moments, take this thine own word and speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. You see, you and I have a choice to make when we are in storms or difficulties or trials. When all things seem to come against us, you and I have a choice to make. Do we run and hide? Or do we lift up our eyes? Even Christ talks about the last days when he says that those calamities will come on the earth. Nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famine and pestilences in divers places, he says. There will be earthquakes. He mentions all of them. And he tells us then not to be afraid to look up and lift up our eyes or look up, lift up our heads because our redemption draweth nigh. In other words, it's how we think is how we will act. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a woman thinks in her heart, so she'll be as well. And if we allow the fear of the enemy, or the fear of the storm, or the fear of the sickness, or the fear of whatever, to overwhelm us, then what we will find is that the enemy will have a foothold, but we'll also find something else. We are not looking in the right direction. Many of us are maybe not looking in the right direction because fear comes. Fear of what's going to happen next. 
Fear of the next day. Fear of the next week. And the Lord says, you have nothing to fear. You have to look to me. You have to look to me. In all situations and in all circumstances, look to me. In other words, the psalmist says here, I will lift up mine eyes. God gives you the ability to lift up your eyes to him when you're saved. God has already quickened us to know him if you're saved. God gives you the ability to lift up your eyes. And those who are unsaved find themselves lifting up their eyes to God. You know what they find? They find it's God enabling them to do it also, but calling them to salvation. That they would see there is a God and he is real, and one day we'll stand before him. So what do we do this morning whenever we say, Lord, this is against me, this giant or this mountain I have to climb, this storm, whatever it may be. Here is the word, I will lift up mine eyes. It says I'll lift up mine eyes onto the hills from whence cometh my help. It's not even that the psalmist is saying, I'm going to look up and there's, they used to have mountains with groves and idols in the hills and well, we'll elevate someone or something else up because there's my help. And in human terms speaking, we tend to lift up our eyes. And, and listen, we have wonderful medical staff in here. But they'll tell you there's only so much they can do in certain situations too. And our eyes must always be on Christ. They might be the hill from whence comes our help in a sense at times. Or maybe it's someone or something else. And we look at peers or we look at people, even pastors or whatever. And they're not the ones from whence cometh your help. They may be ones who the Lord has set there to say, look, there is a God who can instruct you and help you and teach you. But they're not the ones from whence cometh your help. He says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. In other words, my, if the hills are, are so full of grandeur, the mountains are so full of grandeur. For example, in Psalm 125 there, you'll see something. They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed but abideth forever. They that trust in the Lord will be as Mount Zion. In other words, a, a mountain that seems to go on forever. Over the summer, I, I walked up through Newcastle here in County Down, and again, we would go there sometimes, and we went from ice creams to smoothies to try and be a bit more healthy. I miss me ice cream, though. And we're walking up again, and as I said, we look at it, and you take the hills for granted. And, and I never said to Alison, but you know, even the the the, the Saturday before I, I took my father in the ambulance on a Wednesday till he, he passed away in the hospital was the last day he was ever out, and he knew it himself, and we didn't know. And I can remember the exact car parking space on the front of the road, and we walked past it nearly to get the smoothie the other week. And I never mentioned it to Alison. I think about that car parking space every single time I'm in Newcastle. And I walked past, and I could see him sitting in, his, in, in my car in the passenger seat, frail and strong man now, frail. And I, I, I remember walking up, and when I was walking up, I, I looked onto the hills, onto the mountains of Morn coming down to the sea, and as I looked at it, I thought. I remember him bringing me here when I was a wee boy. And now I'm bringing my kids here. And just the generations then had passed, I thought how 
they have always been the same. And, and should the Lord tarry, when I go, that will be, my children will, God willing and sparing them, they will bring maybe their children there. But the mountains will remain the same. In other words, we look at things like mountains and say, you know, the strength of those, the, the enduring of them. But we must look beyond it and think, well, Lord, you are the God who made them. You're the God who makes them. You created them from nothing. And so my, my, I look at the grandeur and think of the wonder of them, but then I think of the God who made them. That he's my God. That he's my saviour. That he remains the same even when this earth shall be changed and renovated as it were at the coming kingdom of Christ. How the Lord will change the earth and fill it full of righteousness but yet those mountains have been there for, from God has spoke them into being. And many generations have passed that but he has still remained the same. In every situation at all times, through all of history, he has remained the same. So the psalmist looks at these hills and he says, I look to the hills and Lord, if you can make those, then you can make me. If you can speak word and to frame those and to call them into being, then you can speak that word into me. And in Psalm 125, they that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed. In other words, there's a foundation of it. And see, you, you need to understand at times that, you know, we're going through a hard time, but our salvation is not in our times. Our times are in his hands. And our salvation and who we are and how much we have stressed to become something and strive for it, yet failed at it and, and been discouraged in it. And sometimes we want to walk away from it. It's not on who we are, but it's all depending on him and on who he is. That he's the God who makes the mountains and the earth. That he is the God who has called us and loves us and wants to fellowship with us. He's the God who came flesh, became flesh and died for us on a cross. And Psalm 125 and verse 2 says, As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people, henceforth even forever. Now, brothers and sisters, I've never been to Jerusalem itself, but I've seen many a picture, and as far as I know, I'll go on Google Earth it, maybe when I get back, and you can do it and tell me tonight, as far as I know, the mountains are still around about Jerusalem. And the only time the mountains in Jerusalem will change is when Christ returns, there's going to be an earthquake. And the mountain's going to cleave. But the mountains are still around about Jerusalem. And it means, so there's another example. As these enduring hills are, so the Lord is around about his people. Henceforth, even forever, longer than the mountains will ever be around Jerusalem. That he'll always be around his people and with his people. So in Psalm 121, he says in verse 3, He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. In other words, even when we're sleeping, even when we're unconscious, not only an unconscious in sleep, listen, when, do you ever get when you're driving up the road and everything's went into autopilot? And you get so far up the road and you, you realize at one point, now hold on, I don't remember driving that stretch of the road. Or is that just me? 
Does anybody else get that? Yes, thank, thank goodness. They thought it was only me. See, you're unconscious of what you're doing. You're unconscious even of the driving. Although you're driving and it's on autopilot, it's an unconsciousness. So it's not just when we're out of sleep. It means even in our day and daily living, there's times in a lot of the day we're unconscious of him. When we're sleeping, we're unconscious of him. When we're awake at times, we're unconscious of him. But he is never unconscious of us. He neither slumbers nor sleeps. That's why when we turn to pray, he's always there. That's why when we mention his name, he hears it. That's why when we come to praise, he'll show up, he'll turn up. Because he's never asleep. It's not like Elijah and the prophets of Baal when the prophets of Baal are cutting themselves and jumping upon the altar they made and cutting themselves with stones and crying on to their, their God Baal and Elijah. He starts to wind them up. He says, you know, maybe he's taking a vacation. Maybe your God's sleeping. Shout louder. I'm waking him up. And, and the thing is, our, our God is the living God and he, he, he doesn't need to be woken up for he doesn't sleep. He never takes his mind off you. He never withdraws his presence from you. He'll not suffer, he will not suffer your foot to be moved. Do you know how secure it is? Just for uh, time's sake, I want to flick to Psalm, uh, Psalm 18. I'm trying to just do this, as I said, I hadn't anything prepared. I want to just do this for a couple of more minutes and then that's me finished. Psalm I'll go to Psalm 18 and verse 30. Tell you what, let's go to verse 29. David says, For by thee have I run through a troop, and by my God have I leaped over a wall. Who's felt, who's thought, and who's experienced the times when God's presence is just so near? When God... When God takes his word and you're sitting maybe in the morning or you're sitting in the evening and, and at some point in time, he just takes the word and you see him. He just speaks right into your life. He just takes a word and he speaks right into your circumstance and he speaks right into your heart and he speaks right into your situation and, you, and it just illuminates you and enlightens you and it thrills you to the point where you just fall in love with Christ all over again. Just fall in love with him. And maybe you're even in a prayer meeting. You go to a prayer meeting and, and someone's praying and then all of a sudden they, they have quoted a scripture or they have said some truth about the person of the Lord Jesus and it just, it just illuminates you. It just sets you in fire. And that's right, Lord. Amen and amen. And, and all of a sudden you just find yourself alive with him. You know, from that carnal, dead, lifelessness that we have in ourselves without him, I don't know about you, but at times I have to press through the flesh. I have to press through the flesh to find the place of the Spirit. We can't live in the flesh because he is Spirit. And they that worship God must Worship him, spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. See the word must, it means exactly that, you must. 
You must be born again. It means if you're not born again, you're not in the kingdom. You're not going to be saved. You must be born again. You must worship the Father in the Spirit. Come on and even we sing songs and it's a, we're reading it off the screen and we're just there to clock a card. That's not what God's looking for. He's looking for the heart. He's looking for the man and the woman. He's looking for the soul. He's looking for the depth of you. We must. He says, if you want to come before me, you must worship me in spirit and in truth, the truth of his word. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Notice what it says here in Psalm 18 and verse 29. For by thee have I run through a troop, by my God have I leaped over a wall. Can you see David here faced with the enemies? He's nowhere to go. He's got this facing in front of him. And God gives him that spring. God gives him that ability. God gives him that anointing. God gives him the touch that he needs at the time when he needs it. And he runs right through the troop like a hot knife through butter. It was like when Jesus was brought to the edge of the cliff and they were going to throw him off it and he just walked right through them. And passing by them, he just walked right through them. The anointing separated the enemy and separated the ways. Sometimes, brothers and sisters, we, we get to that place where we're at the cliff or the, uh, the enemies in front of us. There's a, a wall of enemy there and, and we start to go into the fetal position so that the enemy won't do us any damage and won't do any harm to us. But instead, the Lord says, no, if, if you really want me and look to the hills from whence cometh your help, that your help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He says, and if you believe that I'm around about you as the mountains are around about Jerusalem, that I'm for you, with you, not against you. He says, then you will walk through this. I'll bring you through it. Verse 30 says, For as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to those that trust in him. I'll do a study on the buckler sometime. It's, I can't do it now. But, but it was a point on a shield, a steel point on a shield. And when they went into battle, they held the shield up. And as they pushed the steel point, pushed through People didn't want to be hitting with us, uh, hit with this hard uh, point on the shield. It's a big, uh, it looked like a big triangle at times, or a big ball, metal running into them. And God says, "I'm like that for you. I'll be that for you. I'll do that for you if you trust in me." He says in verse thirty-one, "For who is God save the Lord, or who is a rock save our God?" Now notice this. He maketh my feet like hinds feet and setteth me upon high places. He teacheth my hands to war so that a bow of steel is broken in mine arms. Thou hast also given me the shield of thy salvation and thy right hand hath holding me up and thy gentleness hath made me great. The gentleness of God is superior to the strength of men. God's so gentle, he's, he's so... He's so great and almighty and majestic and marvelous, yet he is so gentle. And it's his gentleness in our lives, because if God showed any of his power, then you and I would be finished. We would be over with. And you see, that power is going to be shown to men and women who have not put their faith and trust in Christ on the day when they stand before him. That power, they'll be destroyed from the presence or the power of the Lord. It's holy fire. 
Yet you and I who are in Christ, we're covered in his blood, we're washed, we're robed in his righteousness. Uh, That holy power will be his presence to us. We will enter into the joy of the Lord. Verse 36 of Psalm 18, he says, Thou hast enlarged my steps under me, that my feet did not slip. Notice here's the language again from Psalm 121. You will not allow your foot to be moved, or your feet to slip. Whenever we look at this psalm, and I, I finish with this, Psalm 121, he says, The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is the shade on thy right hand. Notice the right hand. The right hand is power. The right hand is fellowship. The right hand is authority. And the you know, you can have a shade that'll, that shades you from the sun. We haven't time to go into it, but when you go home and read Isaiah 32, the first few verses, it tells us that a man shall be as in hiding place and as a covering, a shelter from the storm. The man Christ Jesus, and it's that hiding place that you and I are in. It's that covering and shelter from the storm that you're in. So we're under Christ. We're in Christ. We're sheltered and shielded by Christ. Even in all that comes against us. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth even forever. Do you know where my strength is? One, that the Lord is unchanging. Secondly, my strength is is that the Lord is the one doing the doing. He is the keeper. He is the shade. He's the preserver. Thirdly, the Lord is the one. He is the one who will look after my provision going out and bringing in from this time forth even forever more. Brothers and sisters, I could do a big study on that. I just got that. It was in my mind. I woke up. I read it this morning. I thought... Lord, what are you saying to me? And even when we were worshiping, this was going around my, my heart. And I said, but Lord, I'm not speaking this morning. And Denise stopped so early, I thought, Lord, is this what's happening here? We need to understand that the Lord will preserve us and keep us when we trust in him. No matter what you face, no matter what comes against you, No matter what tomorrow holds, know this. He holds tomorrow. He is in your tomorrow. God bless you as we're going to go home.